Well, I don't think we fared very well, but not unexpectedly so. I mean, the point is we come from a legacy of a racial hierarchy of advantage and disadvantage. And it's not just the employers, it's also a failure of fast-tracking education and training, which should have been done. It's not, it's, I'm not surprised at the, at the figures when they came out, because we had that hierarchy. We had white men at the top, then white women, and then, depending on the region, colored and Indian men, followed by women in those categories, having to use these awful categories. Black men then, and black women very much at the bottom of the pile. So, but within all these categories, or mainly in the white, I think, there was also the advantage and disadvantage of class. The old school ties still rules in many boardrooms and executive positions throughout this country. And although it's become, you know, I think it's become somewhat deracialized, only to a limited degree in the last 20 years. But that's because those who could afford it sent their children to private, expensive schools. So you also have a class distinction as well that overrides all of these. The question, of course, is, you know, why do you think companies haven't aggressively embraced the spirit of the act in order to try and transform the workplace? Look, you have a culture that we've inherited that's come through. I mean, one does not eradicate racism in 20 years and racial feelings. And unfortunately, in many instances, this act, and I think it's a very good act, the purpose was to promote equal opportunity and fair treatment in employment. I'm quoting from the act the elimination of unfair discrimination. That's the whole point. It had nothing to do, in fact, there's a long list of saying one cannot discriminate on the grounds of, I'll read it out to you, race, gender, pregnancy, marital status, family responsibility, ethnic or social origin, color, sexual orientation, age, disability, religion, HIV status, conscience, belief, political opinion, culture, language and birth. So it's a very good act. The point, however, is how does one implement this? And it has unfortunately been played wrongly, I think, on all sides. You've had people saying, well, we've been disadvantaged, we now want that job, but you have to be qualified for that job. You also have people in power who've always been in power, been in power for the last 30, 40 years, who have, maybe they deny their racism, but it's a form of soft racism. And what they do is they appoint someone who is not up to the job, and that plays into their own racism. You see all these people are incompetent, and that is also a terrible failure. Where I get back to again is I feel that we should have had a real fast-tracking in all the disadvantaged areas of good education and training, in which case these people who select on the basis of race in order to have someone fail, or who maintain that only the white section are up to standard, would have no argument whatsoever. So we failed there in a number of areas. And uh, just before I go to uh, Paul Hubert, uh, Terry, do you actually, you know, trust that these uh, stats are correct? Do they actually, to your uh, mind, to your knowledge, reflect what is actually going on in the workplace? They make sense to me, yes. They make total sense. Prior, I wasn't surprised at all by any of the figures there because it, it's a logical outcome of what has happened. And we have often had a situation where you'll have, you've had people appointed to positions and have not, for example, had the qualifications necessary. And I mean, I'm not talking about the scandals in the various parastatal. And often black people who are qualified get shunted into those soft positions, such as human resources, for example. And that is a reflection of the ongoing racism from the old establishment. And we're not going to get rid of it very quickly especially since we've kept the geography of apartheid in place. We still have black people live in townships, by and large. I mean, with the exception, perhaps, of Johannesburg to a degree. But by and large, black people live in the townships, white people, and those 
black people, the minority, who have the financial wherewithal, and along with it usually the educational wherewithal, intermingle slightly. So that's the reality that we've inherited, and unfortunately I don't think we've done enough to change it.